Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spill the Baby Tea, a podcast where we candidly talk about all things motherhood and parenthood. My name is Helen Wu Wang. I'm a mom to a two-year-old or 25-month-old baby boy. Not sure when I stop saying the months and go by years, but I'm here to create a space where we can all share, connect, and feel a little less alone. As some of you may have heard from episode 253 of the main Asian Boss Girl podcast that comes out every Thursday, I shared a few words and phrases that I wanted to take into the new year. Words like courage, focus, laughter, organize, connect, excellence, and gratitude. But the word that I kept going back to was the word less, which if you know me by now is not a word you'd probably associate me with. I wanted to dive into why I've been gravitated to the word less and why focusing on less will actually perhaps give me more. To all the parents out there, we are in this together, so let's get this episode started. As with every episode of Spill the Baby Tea, we are going to start with our giggle and drool of the week. I feel like every time I bring up my drool, there's always a counter giggle to it. For example, if I say for this section that we are going to take our son to daycare soon, which we are, and my initial thought is that that is a major drool to not always have him at home, safe, and by my side anymore. I check myself in saying, well, it's also a giggle knowing that he'll become more independent, knowing that he's becoming more of an educated young man, a man of the people, you know what I'm saying? So I try not to bring up the same point for both the giggle and the drool of this segment, but I gotta do that today, okay? Maybe I'll try and think of another quick giggle later, but today's drool and giggle of the week is that we are full-fledged in potty training mode. Philip and I, we've been talking about potty training for a while now, and we knew that when we started, we'd need a full dedicated weekend, at least, where we're just at home with our baby boy pantless, filling him up with liquids and bringing him to the potty every 30 minutes or so, which we hear is the fastest, albeit probably the messiest method of potty training. My mom was visiting over the holidays and watching him while we were working one day. And this one day when I got back home, baby boy was running around butt naked Everything hanging out in the middle of winter, though it was an LA winter, and my mom had several small bowls of snacks out. Fruit snacks, Gerber flour cookies, yogurt melts, which she was using as a reward for him for using the potty. And I was like, mom, what are you doing? Basically, she had ripped the band-aid off for us and started potty training him without giving us the heads up. And from that point on, 
there was no turning back, else we'd run the risk of confusing him and elongating the process. Luckily, that week wasn't too busy for me, so I was able to monitor and really get into potty training for the week that we started. But I was like, Mom, why (laughs) wouldn't you tell us first? This takes planning. Anyway, the drool is that, I mean, with parenting you hear all the time, once you get used to one way of living or get used to a method that baby and caregivers are all on the same page of, suddenly something needs to change and you've got to adapt to a whole other way of living, right? So same situation here, we had to make sure everyone was on the same page with how much liquids we were giving him, with when to diaper, which right now we are only diapering him at nighttime. We had to be on the same page with how we're rewarding him, how we have a routine with the potty, him flushing and immediately washing his hands after just so he gets into the habit of washing his hands, of what to say to him when he has an accident. It's a whole ordeal. And of course, the drooliest of drools is pee everywhere. On the couch, on the rugs, on the wood floors, on his pants while he's sitting on the potty, because boys, he also had an accident on my and Philip's bed right where we put our heads down. We've also had some turtle head situations and one time where multiple little pellets collected at the bottom of his tapered pants. It's a whole ordeal, like I said, and honestly, just a way of life right now. And I'm not even mad about it because it's kind of expected. This is what's going to happen with potty training. You just got to deal with it. And then one day you're going to be able to move on for this. To flip this drill now into the giggle, it is just so cool to see him adapting to this new way of life, of not relieving himself in his diaper whenever he wants to, of him saying pee-pee and poo-poo, which are the terms we're using for potty, and him running to the potty by himself and us being able to go on longer trips without any major accidents just yet. The test will be when we go to Hawaii, our first family vacation, which I'm both excited and nervous for because we are literally in the middle of potty training, but I will update you all on that later. Fingers crossed that we get through this trip seamlessly. Anyway, another quick giggle before we get to the main topic. Baby boy is stringing together so many words now. I feel like the two-year mark has been wild for us. He says some six to seven word sentences now, but it's always a struggle (laughs) watching him slowly put the words together in the most trippy, fumbly way, but ultimately getting to what he wants to say is maybe the giggliest giggle of them all. So those are my drools and giggles of the week. All right, so let's get into it. With every year end and the beginning of every new year, I, like many of you out there, are reflecting back on the past year in order to more intentionally look ahead. What I concluded from this past year was that it felt really hectic and not in a terribly bad way. I am grateful for everything that happened this past year, all the growth and moments that gave me validation for who I am, not only as a mother, but as my own individual. But I think if I were to oversimplify and summarize the past two years of motherhood, year one was getting our feet wet. Year one was a huge transition and it was survival mode. Year two, we started to fall into a routine. We created the support system that we knew we needed for both my husband and I to continue leaning into our respective careers. And the support system was put in place to give us some semblance of balance in our lives. But perhaps I saw things too black and white that if you have help, you better take advantage of that time and that help and not minimize your max level of output to basically match the same levels you were able to operate at 
pre-child. So I had a hard time saying no this past year because again, there was that guilt of not being productive if you are paying for childcare and help or if your parents who are grandparents now are coming over to help out. It's like they're tired, you know? So I learned to be super efficient with my time last year, never really having a moment to spare. With ABG, we launched our children's book, made a huge internal upgrade to simulcasting, signed with an agency. I took on a lot of personal partnerships, actually made the most financially that I'd ever made in any other year of brand partnerships, which I'm happy about because I met the goal that I had set out for myself at the beginning of the year. But I had to ask myself, at what cost? Even though I hit the goals I'd set for myself at the onset of 2023 and felt productive and efficient with my time, how did I actually feel at the end of the year? I think measuring that as a level of success might be more important than confirming that you've checked off the boxes that you'd set out for yourself. And I had to get really honest with myself here because I've always been the type of person to check boxes in my life. I was and kind of still am a box checker. Parents and society tell you that in order for you to be deemed as successful throughout the various stages of your life, you gotta get good grades in high school, check. Get into a good college, check. Get a good job out of college, check. Start a family, check. These were all tangible things that gave me some validation for doing enough in life, for justifying my purpose, for fueling my ego. But it hit me that if I felt the whole year was a sprint, a sprint that left no room for creative freedom, no room for introspection and putting in the real work that feeds true growth, if I'm spread so thin that I'm not giving my son enough of my time, if tension between me and my husband comes to the forefront because of just how busy and short we become with each other, is any of that worth it? To check off a box or two? To feed the ego? Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. If you know me, you know that I don't rest too much. Most of my finance career, I never knew what people were talking about when it came to pop culture, hit Netflix shows, blockbuster movies. And the reason for that was because I had no time to watch TV. I didn't understand how people could sit in front of a TV and just veg out and consume media when they could be using that time to work on something. That was me for 10 years of my life, if not more. It took a couple of years with ABG for me to rewire my way of thinking and my approach to life. But that box checker trait, it is still so deeply embedded within my DNA now. 
Something we've also been talking about in this household is, is family and family planning. I think when it comes to this topic of discussion, it's really complicated, you guys. There's so much to consider and it all comes down to what you as an individual, what your partner, what the two of you value as a family unit and how you want to expand or not expand. And that's some real tough, conflicting, contradictory, how are we going to make that work conclusions that you come to. Like if we both want to work, if we both don't want to give up what we're doing right now, but we both want to expand our family. Well, how are we going to do that? You know, it gets into some super real conversations like in this season of our lives, whose career would be more financially supportive of where we want to be? Who becomes the default parent? Whose life has to change more so to make it all work? I am very lucky to have a partner that has every intention to be involved 50-50 and is the biggest cheerleader of my life and my career that I could ever ask for. He's probably more supportive and confident in me than I am in of myself. But regardless of how supportive we are of each other's livelihoods and careers, it does come down to logistics and how we make things work. And I know no matter what, we'll make things work, right? As we have these past two years. But, oh, I mean, I've had many crying sessions about this so many identity crises, so many questions without answers. I'm coming to see that being a parent is the ultimate sacrifice. But I also know I wouldn't want it any other way. So it's a lot of coming to terms with my dreams meeting reality. And I think any transition or change or anticipation of change, it's always going to be tough. All that to say, when I reflect on this past year, when I think about what I want over the next five years, and for all the years to come, I know that in this season of my life, I have to say no to things that don't fuel me, that don't fill my cup in a meaningful way. You can say my choice of the word less is more like focus or intention or deliberate because I agree those are probably synonymous with the intention of my use of the word less. But for some reason, the word less just hits home for me, just feels right. It like gets to the point. I don't want to have meaningless conversations anymore. I don't want to feel the need to fill my time in checking off all of my boxes. Some boxes, yes, but again, less. I've been wanting to focus on a creative project that I've been putting off for five plus years now because I've just never had the time to start it. I don't want to feel like every day I've always got something I didn't finish and feel the need to carry that task on to the next day because inevitably my to-do list accumulates to a point of near burnout. And I'm like, what am I doing here? I want to fill my life up with less so that I can give more to the things, the people, and the events that matter more to me, that matter most to me. And so Long story short, that's my word for 2024. All things considered in this season of my life, it's to do less. That felt like such a cathartic release of emotion, just putting that all out there so publicly. So thank you all for listening to my rambling thoughts on, on life and where I am currently in life. There are so many thoughts and emotions that come with being a parent, especially when you're only a year or two into it so many emotions, and also just how much you have to consider not only yourself, but your entire village and all of the decision-making processes still feels so new to me, and I feel like I'm still learning and getting used to all of it. 
but I'm glad I can capture these moments in my motherhood journey to share with you all the real and raw moments that just wrangle our hearts in so many directions, but that ultimately fortify us into the women and mothers that appear so strong on the inside and out and that are, but whose journeys are muddled with moments like these in order for us to get there. Thank you for being here and for supporting me in this wild journey of motherhood. So I also asked some of you to share your word of 2024 with me, and I thought this would be a good time to share some of that. So here are the top words that I've collected together. Thank you for submitting. The ones that showed up the most were thrive. We want to be thriving. Consistency, resilience, survival, Mm. brave, peace. There's a lot of peace. Patience, self-love present. And this person said, I find myself trying to make it to the next day or weekend I want to enjoy now. I think a lot of us can feel that way sometimes, especially when we just got things to check off and get done so that we can get to the weekend. But being present is something that is just so beautiful when we can really just be in the moment of now. Intention, more, actually lots of more, which is countering my word of less, but I like the word more. If you think about it, my word less is so I can do more for the things that matter most to me. Learning and unlearning, alignment of my values and inner life with my daily life, balance, a lot of balance. And someone said, WWHD, what would Helen do? (laughs) That's your word of the year, which I, I laughed at. I would do less. Thank you all for sharing your words with me. Which word did you connect with the most? What's your word for 2024? Let me know in the comments on my latest Instagram post. And I wish you all a fulfilling and joyous 2024. You can find me at HWUWU and our main podcast page is at Asian Boss Girl. And make sure to catch No Dumb Questions with Mel and Living Well with Jay on Tuesdays. Happy New Year, everyone. From me and my little bums. Bye for now.